0: This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shi'urim, and Tzfarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. I'll be not trying to re-record it. If, uh... okay. um, so I wanted to speak about an unusual person, um, the Piyasatzner Rebbe, now, we, we spoke a lot about how things were falling apart in the, in the last century, from the late 1800s and 1800s till the war, things were getting worse rather than better. And the old system was, was disappearing. Hasidus had made a tremendous rejuvenation, but then it was once again a falling back. Now, there were a few people who made significant changes, and we're going to be seeing uh, and speaking about a few of them. Um, one of them is Reb Shapiro, who we're going to we're going to go to Yichach Sarah Shnira will be tomorrow in Krakow, and the one we'll speak about today, Pia Satsna. These were people that were, I guess, revolutionary and yet within the Torah fold, it, it, incredible changes that they made, and in, in changes in how to approach and do things that really began, I believe, a rejuvenation. The Pishatzener Rebbe was a grandson of a Rebbe, traditional chesedish stack He was born in 1889. His, his father-in-law was a cousin to Rebbe, so that had a very harsh pedigree. And then he became a Rebbe in town in Piasetzen over here. Um, he loved somebody who, he, was, he had a broader, he knew languages a lot, he had read up a lot, he played musical instruments. He had a lot more well-rounded personality than, than the, your typical rabbi. But he was a person with extraordinarily advanced educational sense. And he founded the Yeshiva Das Moshe, which really was a pioneer in how to think about Chinuch. Um, the first sefer he wrote was called Chovas atalmidim, which is directions for a Talmud, a chesidah I would call it an Ali Shur for chesidahs. I want to read a little bit from his introduction. It's, it's, it's incredible. Um, I, I'll, I'll read, I'll, I'll translate it. I'll, I'll read two, three words in Hebrew and then translate it. And um, he says, the, the, I'm just taking the piece out in the middle, which is incredible. He says, this is something that I really, I'm broken about. When I see the young generation is going out and becoming secular, they don't have any belief, no fear of God, no Torah, a hatred for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Klal Yisrael, and so on. He says, the Rosh and the Menalim. Um, and most of the staff in the yeshivas they say wow we have wonderful Bachrim it's true we have outside problems but Hashem, we're growing in we're growing a generation that's wonderful sits and learns well and are God-fearing he says why don't you stick your head out of the window and look at all the Friday people outside he said, Those streets are becoming full from your Talmidim. You're raising one Talmidim, but somehow they end up on the street over there. The, the street is growing and the yeshivas are shrinking. The, but the medrash that were full of people learning have emptied out. And, and instead of it, you have clubs of all different stripes full of fear and hatred of Torah. He said, even the Baal the, HaMalacha, the, 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 the workers, the simple workers and, and merchants that, who used to be, they weren't learned, but they were true Jews, now the youth is completely gone. So are, are we to be happy with a handful of Talmidim when everything is gone? Is this Kalal Yisrael? Is Kalal Yisrael the 100 the, the Talmidim Yeshiva? And he says, and are you so sure that the Talmidim Yeshivas are, are, in, are in the fold? Have we done what we need to do? It's true that those who reach the very high um, classes and those who become Rabbonim, um, yes. So we say they'll probably remain God-fearing Jews. But how many get to that point? How many Talmudim in the young classes are not going to continue? And they, they end up working either because they just want to or because that's, that they were forced to, and he said, what makes us sure that the day after they leave the yeshiva they won't throw everything away and be machal Shabbos, as we see happens all the time? Why shouldn't we sit and think about it? That all of this youth over here, we have them here, and why do they all leave and throw everything away? It does sound written like 2022, you know, the, 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 this, this is written in, 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 in turn of the last century. It says, and, and Bachelali says, we, we tend to look at our youth as if they're guilty, and we're 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 okay. We yelled and screamed at them. We said they should be God-fearing Jews, and look what's happened to them—they're terrible kids. But he says, but look about Avram Avinu. Of all the good things that he did, Hashem said the reason why I'm so close to him is because I know that he will keep his children and his household faithful to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Every single generation, Chai Yisrael, is a ring. In this in in this in this chain, and Avram Venus is, is, is starts and it ends with Mashiach. So he says, and he's giving it over to each generation to do it. So are they alone the guilty ones? Aren't I, I mean are they not also children of Avram? They also should be able to be in the fault, um, and so on and so forth. Um, and he says we have that responsibility. Now, um, he, um, w- w- the change I guess he made that I would think I would offer is as follows. It used to be the, the, the underlying backbone of, of, the, of the approach of, of Rebbeim to Talmidim was you guys are terrible, you, how dare you do this, this is wrong, this is terrible, and so on and so forth. That was the message either spoken verbally or through a stick. Those were, That was the message. He came along, and as Chobas HaTalmidim starts, my dear boy, how lucky you are. You are wonderful. You are the next generation of God-fearing Jews who have a sacred mission, and it's for you to do. And let's elevate ourselves together and become these big people that we can become. The, the whole Book is the whole safer is instructing a boy and, and and taking and saying yes I know that you're a kid and I know you have your downtime but we're headed to somewhere really great again I, I mean you could have you could write this in 2020 and and and, and 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 it would not have lost any of it and he set up yeshivas that actually started working with Bachrim and giving them that message. I want to tell you a story. We were in Gare now, and we, we were very impressed. I want to tell you another story. Uh, unfortunately, a, a collateral effect of, of, of a place like Gare. Uh, um, I, had, I grew up with a friend of mine who, and he went to school with me, very sweet kid, totally not religious, and not, not for any special reason, just, you know, th- th- that was the, the times. His father was traditional you know, those days, everybody sort of on the side, you were stuffed into one ghetto. Everybody went to the same shul and everybody, you know, kind of did, but I don't think much more than that. This traditional father had a father who was one of the three or four leading rabbunim in Ger and Yerushalayim. He was one of the handful of people that sat in the Mizrach and was from the Mizrach of Ger. And my father asked this man sometime, why don't you ever go visit your father in Yerushalayim? He said, because he's ashamed of me, and I would not be doing him a favor by coming in. And he told my father the following. He said he grew up as a kid in, in Gare. He said there was no place for kids. As soon as he got underfoot, get out of here, get out of here, get out of here. And he said once, twice, the third time, we listened, we got out of there, and that was it. That was what, that's what he expressed. Um, it's interesting that the Imam Marlachai saw this, and he said, how will I go up to my father in Shemayim and the youth is not coming along? And, and he started to think that way. But in the old days, if you were an older person, you got a lot of COVID. If you were middle-aged, you were part of the killer. If you were a kid, you were a nuisance and an annoyance and only bad. And the, and the, and the world had become open enough that there's plenty of places to go if they didn't want you where you should go. And, and he began an embracing and and a, a, a type of a, a type of education which was very positive and it also gave a lot of instruction like the only sure that it, it, it was extremely guidance that was so he wrote one for young boys a young boy coming to city Shiva guiding him and telling him all along he wrote didn't complete the for younger light, Savrahim didn't he wrote for people beginning to learn deeper parts of Torah, introduction to it, to Kabbalah, and, and his whole metzius was educational and bringing people up with a very positive note. I want I wanna um, to finish with a quote from a diary of his, which reflects about, I, I would say, just about the core of the person. This is something, that he wrote a note to himself when he was 40 years old. And this is what he writes. He says, Baruch Hashem, I've already reached my 40th year and in in a few months I'll actually be 40, you know, I'll be 40, which means 40 total years. I'm very scared. Not because of the fact that I'm getting older and, you know, where, you know how much longer? But what have I with the poverty of the years that have gone and have very little content? Woe unto your men! woe. Your years have gone by. And only when you start getting older do you, do you remember about what life is all about? Are you now so sure with yourself? How many times did you think you would change and become a better person and you didn't do it? It melted like snow on, on a hot day. Even before my, by, by my mitzvah and before my wedding, I felt a certain um, awe and wanted to strengthen myself. And I said, okay, now's the time. I got to be an Eved Hashem, only for Hashem. And who knows now if Hashem gives me more years. I'll go back again to it and I'll become regular like always. And then he writes, but don't, um, don't give up. Now while my heart is still shaking with the fact that I've already reached 40 years, I'll try to strengthen myself and try to become closer to the But he says, what can I do? Should I learn more? I think as much as is humanly possible, I learn. Should I try to, to, to distance myself from Tavis? Unless my Yetzirah is fooling me, I think I don't have such strong as vizchas Shalom. So what am I missing? To be a Jew, that's what I'm missing. I'm like a doll that has everything, the, 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 right, the right color, the right shape, and everything. But it's missing one thing, a neshama. Rebbein Shalom, you who knows and understands everything that is hidden, to you I can, I can be mesvadeh, and, and and pray. Be Megaia me and make me into Jew. Ibai help me. Bring me closer to you. Bring me in to your haichal and tie me to you forever. These were the inner feelings of you know, of of of, of somebody that, that had an Ashuma. <laughs> that's the only way I can say it. That's the, it's 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 incredible. This was a personal note that he wrote to himself at, at 40, and they found it together with everything else, and and this is what the, this was published in in in, in, the, in, the, in the as an edition. Okay, Halkapone, if That's something to reflect about. We'll speak later about this, something about Lublin.